Welcome everyone live from Braybrook College in Melbourne, Australia. You're listening to Braybrook Live on Live FM. My name is William and my co-hosts today are Jai, Tam, Alethea, Hassan and Adam. Our special guest today is Jazzy Abbas from a, a social worker from the Les 20 Man Foundation. Hi Jazzy, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. So, we'll start off with some questions. We'll start off with um, if you know what you wanted to do when you left school. The only thing that I knew I wanted to do when I left school was not go to university straight away. Um, I struggled with finding um, a career path. I didn't actually know or have any idea of what I wanted to do to follow school except not go back to school. So that was it. So after that, what led you upon to the career of work in youth work? Um, I have been uh, doing a bit of charity work with the foundation that I'm currently at for a long time already. So I was already helping out where I could for many years before. And it was kind of just turning my passion into my career. Hmm. So it was very natural for me. I didn't really think too hard about it. Yeah. Um, Follow up on that. Did you, um, do you enjoy working with like, kids and young students absolutely it's the greatest thing in the world what's like your highlight on that like with them with working with them um they're just so fun when they want to be fun (laughs) when they're not a hard time they're great fun uh yeah i got a question my name is uh adam Mm -hmm. uh what subjects dash uh courses does it take to uh work in your field of uh youth worker it takes a minimum of a cert four Um, but yeah, you can go ahead and go all the way up to a degree. They're much more, um, they're much more recognized, but the field is so big. So you don't necessarily have to have a degree just to get into the field. So, um, finding niches in cert fours is probably nice and easy. Uh, what sort of things do you need, do you do like on a daily basis to, uh, help the youth? On a daily basis. Yeah, Ooh. like every day, like a day too. So a lot of my job is really just hanging out with kids and oh. then chatting about ways that I can be of benefit to them. So a lot of my work is guided by the young people themselves. Um, I literally sit around and just chat and then find <laughs> out like, oh, you might have a, you might need a hand in this area. Do you think I could be? the right person for you to help you with that or do you think I can help you find the right people to help you with that? Um, yeah, really it. Awesome. I, on a daily basis, that's probably it. Uh, yeah, I got a question. My name's Tam um, and I was wondering if you did any sort of charity work beforehand or just something to help the community previous to this? Sort yeah, of yeah. So I mentioned it a little bit earlier. I had been helping out with the foundation for a long time. So since I was about maybe... 12, 13, I was around and I was like helping out at basketball. I was helping out at different um, charity events that um, would reach out to the foundation to see if like any volunteers would come out. Um, And yeah, so that was really it. I was pretty active in the community already. Um, Yeah. Um, Question. So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) How did you find the Les 20 Men Foundation? So how did you become part of them? 
I started playing basketball at Rec West um, and the basketball club that I played for was facilitated by one of the youth workers from the Les Twentyman Foundation. Still there to this day, Mr. Jim Markowski, the legend of the West, if you ask me. Um, He, yeah, so he uh, took me out from playing basketball. Actually, he didn't take me away from playing basketball, my bad. He approached me while I was playing basketball, um, asked me if I wanted to participate in the leadership program. And then it kind of just went on from there. So uh, eventually, by the time I was 18, they asked me to come work um, in their admin department. Stayed there for a year or a bit, and I was a bit on and off. And then I um, took some time off. No, I lied. I did admin <laughs> first. Then they got me to do uh, program coordination. Then I took some time off, and then I went into youth work. Um, my name is Jai. Um, do you ever feel like you made a difference in like one person's life by being there? Um, I do. This is a great question because it's hard for some workers, for most workers, um, to recognize that they do make differences in people's lives. It takes a little bit of time and it takes a little bit of um, extra strength to acknowledge that, you know, we have something to do with um, – young people's successes but yeah definitely do feel that if there was something like best moment in that sort of work helping others Mm -hmm. would you be able to explain like how do you feel yeah um i would say one of my greatest moments in my work is um knowing that i somehow contributed to um keeping a young person alive and well. So uh, some of my work, especially after COVID, has been a little bit difficult or is a little bit difficult in terms of young people uh, struggling with their mental health and really feeling like they can't find, um, they can't find ways to like, or reasons to stay. And so, yeah. One of my greatest uh, moments, or a few of my greatest moments, because there's been a few of them, is knowing that I was around while um, some young people were really going through it and then helping them get out of it. Um, did you ever want to like do a different job before youth work? Yes. <laughs> I have wanted to do so many different things. Um, and this is why I didn't want to go to university straight after high school because I, I felt like I had too many interests. I had my eyes on too many different options and I could never choose one. So dedicating my time to one degree, was, I felt like was going to um, stunt, my, stunt my passion for anything really. Um, I wanted to do so many different things. I wanted to join the Air Force. I wanted to uh, be a psych. I wanted to be a teacher. I wanted to be a nurse, uh, a lawyer. I loved suits, so I wanted to be a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you see yourself in like, say, uh, like five years, do you see yourself still continuing this job or work? 
That's a tricky question. (laughs) I'd love to see myself still doing this type of work. The only thing that would put me in a position to say that I I wouldn't want to be here in five years is um, that it is very demanding. So if I, uh, not I specifically, but if um, you're in the field and you don't take extra effort to put um, self-care first, it becomes very hard. So before I start hating the world because it's not helping people, I feel like I might step out of it. Okay. Yeah. But I'd love to. I mean, if I had the capacity, I would do it forever. If you are just tuning in, you're listening to Braybrook Live on Live FM, live from Braybrook College in Melbourne, Australia. My name is William, and my co-hosts today are Jai, Tam, Alinthia, uh, Hassan, and uh, Adam. And our special guest today is Jazzy Abbas from the Les Twenty Man Foundation. Following up on that, um, with the increasing amount of troubled youth now because of um, problems, what's an effective method? To, what do you think is an effective method to keep them by the rules? Keeping young people by the rules. Yeah, because um, as of now, there's a there's more troubled youth, and then unfortunately, some may lead to other methods. Mm-hmm. Um, in my work, my my specific work, I have extra emphasis or I take extra emphasis on um, trying to work out why young people may be behaving in manners that they are. Mm. So addressing different uh, factors in their life is probably ideal Mm. from my angle Um, because I find that if you can settle a few things around them, then you probably be able to settle a few things within them. Mm. And at that point, you might find that they start following a few more rules. Yeah. And following up on that, uh, what's your view of the police relationship with the youth that you've worked with, uh, considering that sometimes they may make things worse for the young child? That's a great question. Mm. Wish the police were here to answer that one themselves. <laughs> um, <laughs> Mm, most young people have uh, quite a skewed view on the police and it, I feel it has a lot to do with media. So modern-day media, it hasn't portrayed them very well. And then also um, a lot of the time the police are there to kind of oh, – they're definitely there to enforce the rules. And so there isn't a lot of care or there is – there's a little bit of care but – there's a lack of uh, great care when dealing with young people. Um, so they they do often have a pretty bad view of the police, mm. in all honesty. Um, when helping young children that you mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. how do you find them? Like how do, you, do they seek help if you are just there? So in my role specifically, we get referred young people um, – by the police. My role specifically is one to help young people, uh, oh, sorry, help prevent young people from entering the justice system. So upon first contact with the police, they will be um, questioned and asked if they need any extra supports outside of whatever they have already um, and if having a youth worker involved may be a benefit. 
they can say no, but um, it might put them in a position where the police will keep hassling them. So they often just say yes, and then that's how they end up with us. Um, but we also have the capacity to take on self-referrals. So if young people feel or find that they're in positions where they could use some extra help from us trusty youth workers, um, they just give us a tap on the shoulder and say, hey, help me out. So that's pretty much it. What was the hardest part did you like dealing with the, when you're working with the youths? The hardest part yeah. is their hard heads. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, I mean, you guys are young people. You don't want to be told what to do. Yeah, true. So, yeah, true. <laughs> you know, you, you come to school, you got teachers telling you what to do. You go home, you got teachers telling you what to do. Um, I make an effort personally um, in my role to make sure that I don't tell young people what to do. I'll sit there and have a conversation, like I said earlier, to try to maybe help them think about what they could do better. Um, but again, it's ultimately their choice at the end of the day. So one of the hardest things about my job is um, allowing young people to make the decisions that they want to make, irrespective of how I feel about their decisions. Uh, I got a question. Uh, what do you reckon is the major reason why young people find themselves in bad situations? One of the main reasons. Mm. So like I said earlier, uh, young people, people in general, I'm 25 and there's so many things that put me in bad positions all the time. Um there's just so many different things. You can never really pinpoint one thing, um, but being unsure of yourself is probably one of the bigger things. That's when you find that young people will fall into um, the dangers of peer pressure or making decisions that will put them in risky environments and situations. So. Really, I think being unsure of who you are and what you want can really uh, cause a bit of detriment. Um, following up to that question, how long do you think or like it would take for you to help a young individual out? How long do I think it would take? Yeah. Or like from your experiences as a youth worker? I've been helping kids for years. Like single, single yeah. young people for years. Um, there's never really the thing about help and healing is that it isn't linear. So yeah. you can get to the peak at one point and then find that you know it'll plateau for a bit and they'll be good for a while, but it might dip again and so they might reach out again or you might check in and then it'll yeah. trigger something. So they'll just be like, oh, actually these are some other things that I could probably use a hand in. Um, so I can't really tell you, but in my role, my specific role at the moment, we are contracted to work with them for six months. Oh. In mm. six months, I can get to know your name and your birthday. <laughs> Wait, so do, from that, do you continue like, even though after six months, do you still continue to help them when they call out for you or like? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, my heart is too soft to not help them out. <laughs> have you run into like past people you helped them and see that they're in a better place or just like yeah. living life? Yeah, Isn't I that have. A great feeling. It's fantastic. I actually did have someone reach out to me recently, 
So she was one of my more um, challenging clients. She gave us a timeline uh, of three months. We had three months to help her sort her life out. Otherwise, she wasn't going to have a life anymore. And that's what she told us. Um, We worked with her for about a year pretty consistently. Um, So we did make it past the three-month mark and it was cool. She was still a bit, "Mm, how's it going? But um, then it got to the point just just after the 12-month mark, so maybe 13, 14 months in, she was like, okay, I'm cool. I don't really need this anymore. Like we don't we don't need to chat as often as we're chatting. She had other supports in um in place anyway, so it was cool. And then um yep, she reached out again maybe two months later saying she was having a difficult time, picked herself up, picked herself back up pretty quickly after that. And then just about a month ago, she called me. And she's so excited to finish year 12. She's excited to go to uni. She's excited to live. Um, and I never thought I'd see the day. Wow. It's good that they have access to you, come really? back and talk to you guys. Whenever yeah. They, Unfortunately, know. they have my phone numbers. So <laughs> <laughs> it's hard both. Mm. Nah. Um, so tell me about a recreational activity that you organized, led or effectively um, promoted interest in. One recreational oh, activity. Any, how many ever? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't really done too much uh, like program facilitation in my role. So I haven't really had to do that. If anything, I'm just like, hey, do you want to play basketball? Because I know a guy. Um, but we often take our kids out to like do activities. Um, so we've gone go-karting. We've gone laser tag, bowling. We've gone to Luna Park. Um, art museums, like that kind of stuff, yeah. to just kind of keep them doing things that aren't being out on the street or uh, stealing cars or <laughs> all that kind of stuff. So that's all the time we have for today. I just want to thank you to our special guest, Jazzy, for coming in. It's been a great pleasure talking to you today. Um, live from Braybrook College in Melbourne, Australia, you have been listening to Braybrook Live on Live FM. My name is Alethea and my co-hosts today are Jai, Hassan, Tam, Adam and William. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you have found the information today useful. Until next time, have a beautiful and great day. Yeah.